0: Hello everybody, my name is Craig Perra, International Life Coach and the founder of the Mindful Habit System, a behavior change modality designed to produce rapid change fast. And this is Sex Afflictions and Porn Addictions, helping you embrace your power of choice. So how's everybody doing out there? I'm so glad that you are listening. It's been just so awesome seeing this podcast grow and um, you know, virtually everybody that calls me interested in one-on-one coaching. In fact, we unfortunately had to put some people on a waiting list recently just because it's been such a reaction and um, it feels so, so, so awesome. And um, next week in particular is going to be a very exciting week because I am taping um, a really, really uh, big TV show, and I'm going to keep that under wraps for now, just because there are so many things that can happen from now to taping to airing. Don't want to get too far out in front of myself, but uh, I am really, really excited about that. And what 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 excites me is that so many people um, are resonating and connecting. You may have heard in the background that it was R two D two, my text message. Sorry about that. Shut that off. So there are going to be distractions in life, ladies and gentlemen. Good example. Don't let it rally. Get right back to doing what you're doing. And um, just so many people are connecting with this system that takes a different take on the disease-based model. Number one, it recognizes that the behavior is always the symptom. And I want you to think about that for a second. Right, Because so many of you have spent years and years and years focused on not doing the thing. Right? You get chips, you get rewarded for it, and that's great. Like That's awesome. That's so, so, so cool. I'm so grateful that you are striving to be a better version of yourself. But the reality is that the method that you might be using is 85 years old or 80 years old, not rooted in any... Science and founded by a guy who may have stopped drinking, but shifting his shifted his behavior to um, compulsive sexual behavior, ironically, um, and smoking. You know, Bill W. Ultimately died of um, a lung disease uh, because of his chronic addiction to cigarettes. So, the voice that I want to play is to elevate um, this model, and it's so important to just recognize. That the behavior, the thing that you're trying not to do is the symptom. And and the golden rule of behavior modification, just to kind of put this in perspective for you, is to break a habit, you have to make a habit. How much time have you spent over the course of the past week or weeks or months, whatever it might be, focusing on doing something else? Now, just think about that. How much proactive attention have you given to the make a habit component of that equation? That needs to be the dominant because that's ultimately your cure. And when I talk about the cure, it's the aggressive pursuit of a great life, and how does one consistently create? A great life. How does one create sustainability? And as I've talked about in some of my other podcasts, that's through the creation of personal infrastructure. And there are two things that I want to talk about related to personal infrastructure. And um, one, every once in a while, guys, this feels so 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 awesome when it happens. But I'm, you know, I'm I'm in with a client. Um, we're doing our thing, and I just know, just know that whatever was just said is going to ultimately produce an elevation of my model. My model is the mindful habit system is designed to evolve, centered around a number of core principles, and, and, and you've listened to other podcasts, and I've shared some of those with you, but I wanted to grow. I wanted to change. And one of those evolutions recently was around personal infrastructure. So I'm going to call, um, we'll call him Matt. And Matt was struggling with compulsive sexual behavior, porn, um, and prostitutes. So he had crossed that line. And that makes things so, so much more complicated from a relationship perspective. Um, and and the, when we talk about like, all of our behaviors a function of our unmet needs, I just want you to reflect on that for a second, right? A couple things. One, earlier we talked about breaking a habit. You have to make a habit. All of your negative behavior is a function of unmet needs. And here's an interesting statistic that I've shared with you before, but I want to share with you again to highlight the importance of personal infrastructure. So um, on day one in my one-on-one work, approximately 95% of the men that I work with in my 10-week program start with me identifying with their sex and porn as their number one problem. So 95% of my clients on day one, what is your number one problem? Their answer is, it's my sex addiction and my porn addiction. So by day 30, how many people do you think still hold that belief? 50%? 40%? 20%? Zero. Zero percent. The number zero. So the number of men, the percentage of men on day 30, who identify with this statement, my sex and porn addiction is my number one problem, starts at almost 100% and within 30 days, drops to zero. Because the sex and the porn is always the symptom, symptom of what? What is the common denominator of every single client that I have ever, ever worked with? What is the common denominator of every single client that I worked with and lies at the root of this compulsion, addiction, affliction, behavior? (laughs) The stuff you want to stop doing. Do you know what it is? It is lack of love for self. The common denominator... Of every single client and partner, by the way, partners, I know you're listening too. I can't leave you out. That is the common denominator of every single person is lack of love for self. Why else would they be numbing, coping, and escaping? Why else would you need to numb, cope, and escape from what? What do you need to numb? So this lack of love for self permeates all facets of my client's reality and maybe yours too. So I'm having this conversation. I'm working with Matt. We had moved through our awareness phase and that's where the client establishes an incredible depth of understanding around the habit cycle that controls them. They learn how to create space between their thoughts and their actions. They do a really powerful exercises that help them establish root cause, right? Where did the programming come from in the unmet need? And despite the power of that work and clients have called their first month with me, and it sounds like a commercial, but it's true, I hear this repeatedly, and you can see that on, like, testimonials, on Trustpilot, all my testimonials are independently verified by a third party, and you've got people repeatedly saying that this was, like, weeks of coaching has been, like, months, if not years, of therapy, so we do an incredibly, we we, we doing really, really powerful work in that first week. But a lot of that's focused on the break a habit part, right? Why do those habits exist in the first place? What is the root cause? What are the unmet needs? All of the negative behavior is a function of your unmet needs. So you need to know what those are. But eventually, then you've got to do something. You've got to make new habits. And that's personal infrastructure. Your personal infrastructure is the policies, the procedures, the do's, the action that you take in your life that allows you to be successful over a long period of time. It's your eating well, sleeping well, hydrating well, exercising well, and practicing mindfulness. I guarantee if you do those five things, your life will significantly change. Now if you're unable to make any progress in those five things, there's a whole bunch of reasons why that's happening. And I strongly encourage you to reach out to somebody. Maybe call me. Maybe you can work with one of my coaches. So if something's getting in the way of that, but that ultimately is the cure. That's your personal infrastructure. And so Matt, who had been um, abused himself in a variety of different ways over the course of his life with drugs, with his compulsive sexual behavior. This man had a self-deprecating talk track in his head that rivaled mine. It was so bad, you piece of shit, you fucking loser. These are the thoughts inside his head that he would repeatedly repeat over and over and over again. He drop something, he's a piece of crap. He'd trip on the sidewalk, he's a piece of shit. He'd say the wrong thing to his wife, he's a fucking idiot. Do you have those voices in your head? That's your addiction, by the way. You are addicted to the negative parts of yourself. So ultimately, when we say break a habit, make a habit, those new habits must incorporate love for self. So personal infrastructure, here's the point I'm getting to. I should have said this first. Personal infrastructure is the operationalization. Of love for self personal infrastructure is the operationalization of love for self it is love for self in action because when you are eating well when you are exercising when you are hydrating etc etc what does that equal that means that you are prioritizing your needs your mental physical and spiritual needs to the exclusion of all else recognizing that a healthy you is critical to being a better father, being a better partner, being a better employee, and you're doing all these other things that are getting in the way. Until you start to prioritize those things, you are never going to escape. Because it hit me that, right, this infrastructure, this most important thing that I teach, Because that's the only way you can create sustainable results, is through the implementation of a robust infrastructure. right? So here was Matt, like dumping all over himself and waking up to that realization, realizing where in his past that programming came from, but ultimately in a place where I must do something different because the actions I take is the love, the actions I take is the life I make. It's not what you think, it's not your triggers, it's what you do. So when I ask you, do you love yourself? And before you answer, yeah, kinda. I want you to put that question in the perspective of action, what, how are you showing you and your family? What behaviors are you modeling for your children? around love for self. Are you prioritizing the fundamental things that you must do if you want to be even moderately successful? Eating, sleeping, drinking, exercise, and practicing mindfulness? Or are you running around like a chicken with your head cut off, bouncing here, bouncing here, long days, no time to drink, no time to eat, grab some crappy food, don't sleep, what kind of results do you expect? Just think about that for a second. What kind of results do you literally expect? Because you are not operationalizing love for self. There's no love in action. So when you, ha- when you-, when you answer that question, do you love yourself? Do you love yourself? Um, stop and reflect and think about am I eating well? Yes or no. Am I hydrating proactively making sure that I'm taking care of my body? Am I sleeping half decent? Let <laughs> me set the bar low to begin with? Am I even getting a decent night's sleep? Any form of exercise? Uh, really? What do you I mean I just want to be real. Like, what kind of results can you expect? Something has to give. Either your addiction, your numbing, coping, and escaping is going to win, or you are going to put love in action by honoring and respecting self over everything else. And guess what? I am selfish motherfucker. <laughs> Excuse my language. I'm sorry. I just had to illustrate that point. I am so selfish. My life, my job is around my infrastructure. And guess what? If you ask my wife and my kids, when's the happiest you've ever been? I truly, honestly believe in my heart of hearts that they'd say, right now. And I know Michelle would say that, right now, right now. Because I am prioritizing me, I'm recognizing with my Two-level herniation in my neck, my busted up hip, my Crohn's disease, my, like, joint pain. All the problems that I have, seven car accidents, six concussions, fractured skull. Like, oh, and I'm crazy. (laughs) I almost killed myself six years ago, acting out with drugs and sex. So I have to counterbalance those biologically hardwired triggers, those root cause programming. It's so important for me to operationalize love for self. So I want that to be a priority for you. I mean, think about that over the course of the next day or two, is do you love yourself? And make sure when you answer that question, you reflect upon the actions that you are taking to honor and respect your mind, your body, and your spirit. Because if you're not, then what are the chances of you embracing your power of choice? They're pretty slim. They're pretty slim. So love yourself. Love yourself through action. Because infrastructure, your personal infrastructure, is love for self. So I want to tell you about Eric. I want to tell you about Eric. Eric is in my online program. That program is absolutely amazing. We have four group coaching calls per week. I run two of those. My other coaches run the other two. And through that program, I've connected with some incredibly powerful men. And there's a man named Eric who's been almost a role model for others, has been doing really, really well, but stumbled. Had a big stumble, and he barely, barely, barely was able to get onto the call. All he wanted to do was to crawl under a rock. And, of course, I asked him about the status of his personal infrastructure. Was he loving himself through action? And guess what? He wasn't loving himself through action. He stopped sleeping well. He stopped hydrating. He was eating all sorts of crappy and he ended up doing something that he didn't want to do. So again, what (laughs) I want you to put two and two together, what results can you expect when that happens? So here's what we were able to do in that call that made it so significant, is I want you to change your relationship or your definition of a relapse. Because as Eric was sharing with us all the things that he had stopped doing, I went off on one of my rants, you guys have heard them before. But I was like, if you wanna define a relapse, then you not hydrating, you call that a relapse. You not exercising, that's a relapse because two plus two is four. Every time he doesn't do this, this and that, he relapses. And I want you guys to think about where you are in your life. You know that there's probably a, a series of things that you can do to operationalize love for self, and be healthy and successful, at least most of the time. And when you don't do those things, guess what happens? So do the math. You know this plus this equals that. So in order to interrupt it, you have to make sure that you do these one, two, or three things. Mine is hydration and yoga. As long as I got that water bottle nearby and I go to yoga, Everything else falls into place. Those are my super keystone habits. So what are your super keystone habits? And when you do not execute on one of those habits, call that a relapse. So what you're doing is you're using the language of addiction. I relapsed. Who wants to say that? That's like, sucks. I relapsed. And so... There's an energy around the use of that word of, of, oh, I slipped or I had a relapse, right? I mean, think about it. Even say it to yourself right now, even if you didn't do it, I slipped, I relapsed. It attaches a level of importance and a level of significance to the thing that you don't want to do. But what about the things that you do want to do? So in that call, we really I think had a breakthrough in the sense that we are redefining our relapse. If not hydrating and not going to yoga equals a relapse virtually every single time, then when I don't hydrate and when I don't go to yoga, relapse, I relapse, I slipped. Because it's that important and it's so easy for the things that you do to get lost in the fog of war. We're so busy. So many priorities. So many things to do. It's so hard to stay focused, and it's so hard to pay attention. And what's the big deal? Hydrating, guys. If you ever told me years ago I'd be talking on a podcast with about a hundred thousand people about to listen to this thing, and I'd be talking about how important it is for me to like hydrate, I'd say you're crazy. I'd say you're crazy. That's ridiculous. But what I've learned about myself is that the hydration is the first thing to go for me. Like the first thing to slip is I stop drinking water. I forget my water bottle. I lose it. It's someplace else. My pee gets yellow. I don't eat as well. I don't sleep as well. I miss yoga class. I don't meditate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It all starts. That's the first thing to go. So how about I never, ever, ever, ever let that thing go? And if it does go, I use the power of relapse and the words associated with addiction to impress upon the organism, impress upon me how important it is for me to do those things. Big deal. You didn't drink today. kind of went six hours without taking a sip of water. You're busy. I get it. But you know that if you don't do these things, inevitably, eventually you're going to slip, right? So think about that. Think about how you can use the language of addiction around relapse or a slip and attach those words to your personal infrastructure, which is the operationalization of love for self. It is love in action. Because if it ultimately turns into a slip anyway, or a relapse, then why don't you just call it that? Why don't we just back it up and get right to the point because that's where it's going. You know it and I know it. So really, really, really spend some time and focus on the things that you need to do in order to be successful. We've talked about personal infrastructure before, but I wanted to revisit it from this context of number one, recognizing that your infrastructure equals or doesn't equal love for self. You want success? You want long-term sustainable success? You want to sustain and gain over any period of time? You ain't doing that without a personal infrastructure. You're going to bring the same level of attention to the crap that you, the attention that you give to your work or other areas of your life, maybe your fantasy football team, maybe the sports that you watch, but you got to start prioritizing you to the exclusion of all else. I want you to be selfish. I said it, yes, but in a very different way. You know it and I know it and change the language of relapse, change the language of relapse and attach that language to your infrastructure and see how that works. Let me know in the comment section, wherever you're listening to this, um, You know your thoughts and comments on it. I'm so grateful for you guys listening. We're going to be back next week, and um, I'm really pumped because by the time we talk again next week, I will have completed my appearance uh, on this TV show that I'm going to share with you very, very soon. I am very, very excited. I'm really, really psyched to shift um, the discussion just a teeny tiny bit and help elevate the discussion to help people move beyond sex addiction and porn addiction, and that's what I want for you. It is not going to happen until you make new habits. And those new habits involve loving self. This is Craig Perro with Sex Afflictions and Porn Addictions. If you need more help, call me. I pick up the phone. And I have a very powerful online program that can set you free. So remember. Remember, brothers. And sisters. Life is way too short to suck. If you're not moving towards love and success, you're moving away from it. I want you so badly to find the freedom and the ability to embrace your power of choice. See you next week.